Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for episode 61 of the Pod Ones podcast. I'm your host, Char Char J, joined by my co-host, Luke. How's it going, everybody? And Harris Productions. Welcome back, everyone. Hope everyone's having a great day so far. Today, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 3 of Star Wars Rebels, a.k.a. Droids in Distress. We're going to be going into what it's like for R2 and C-3PO to be a part of the Imperial Senate, and we're going to be seeing the history of Zebarelios and... Um, a multitude of different things that we're going to be talking about in this episode. So, um, Luke, Harith, are we ready to get the show running? Yeah. Well, for, first, I have to announce we got a new intro. Let's do it. Get ready. The Jedi Knights are all but destroyed, and yet your task is not complete, Inquisitor. The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The Podwans Podcast. Oh, that's, that, cool. that, 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 that's Chris's audio, right? Yep, cur- uh, courtesy of Star Wars lawyer or Chris. <laughs> that sounded thank, just like him. Thank you so so much for doing that. That that's amazing. It's gonna it's it, that's gonna be our uh, thing uh, going through uh, Rebels. So we'll have it for the next two and a half years. So that's a plus. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad so. that uh, we changed it from uh, Anakin and Ahsoka to Vader because I feel like it's more yeah. appropriate anyway. Um, for resistance we'll find something out in two years yeah (laughs) yeah but uh yeah we have two guests coming on for today's show and they are both returners to the pop ones podcast and very close friends of ours so our first guest is a returner as i said before he is he's been on many many shows um i can't even keep track of all of them because it's been and it's been in the double digits i believe yeah but um i'm not even going to take the time to think about them because he has been such a supportive uh guest on our show and friend of ours let's bring in aiden at aiden talk star wars topic hey what's up guys how's it going? how you doing good 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 ready to ready talk, talk about some wars in the stars you know that a boy yeah love it. love it it's been a long time since i've seen you the last time i saw you you had a uh, you had hair down past your shoulders i know times change people change the last you time know. I saw him, he handed me a, a pack of cosmic brownies, and I've never been so excited <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah, um, yeah. The last time I, I believe I've talked to Aiden was celebration. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a, a few while. months. Yeah, it's good. And, to see you, buddy. Uh, yeah, and uh, I was talking to Harith about this earlier when we, because the Obi Wan Kenobi uh, behind the scenes came out today, and I watched it, and at the very end of the documentary, you see uh, highlights of Star Wars Celebration. Yep. And I was like, I got so emotional. It's just it. like you can't even remake this type of uh, enjoyment. Energy, yeah. It's you know, it's and the amount of fun that Aiden has had brought to us when we were all oh, in the hotel Jesus. room. That oh, was hilarious. So much fun. <laughs> oh well, my I'm, god! I, I'm glad that I made everyone so happy. I can't yes. wait till London. So Aiden is a very good friend of ours, and I'm glad that he is on today to talk about Rebels this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's time for Rebels, time for the Rebellion. I'm he excited. brings that 4.99 star Uber rating with him everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah. 
I forgot about that. <laughs> good one, Harris. Uh, good one. <laughs> All right. So before uh, we bring in our second guest, Aiden, where can the good people follow you on social media? Well, the good people uh, can follow me on TikTok. Um, just at my username. If you put that in your search window, I'll probably pop up. Uh, search window. I I don't what it, what do you what, what do you call it? like a search tab? Like I I'm kind of whatever. Wherever you search stuff on TikTok, okay, that's where you'll find me. Yeah, so uh, mainly TikTok. Um, yeah, just TikTok right now. That's where you can find me. Awesome. And our second guest today is another return to the Pop Ones podcast, and he's making his debut for our Rebel show. He is a close friend of ours. He's been around for quite a bit, and uh, I don't think he's going to be. Uh, this is not going to be the last time he's going to be on this show, without a doubt. Let's bring in. Brian at Brian with the beard. Hello, everyone. I'm <laughs> Brian with the beard. Is it is it the content creator Brian with the beard with over a hundred thousand followers? I make I make the most content content you've ever seen. It, it will make you very content. Most of his content oh. is is it has something to do with us, which is funny. That's true. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> he's like a he's like an extension. I think I've problem. made more gifts of Luke than I have TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. But uh, Brian, where can uh, the good people follow you? Uh, I am uh, Brian with the beard with underscore for spaces on TikTok, Instagram, and then on Twitter. What am I? Ginger beard man. Yeah. I think if you type in Brian with the beard, I also come up. That's where I'm at. Probably more active on Twitter than anywhere else. Yes. Dunking on people. Gotta love it. <laughs> I tried to stop being like a menace on Twitter, though. But everyone, uh, come out. I you're mean, just like you have to come something. out. <laughs> yep, absolutely, absolutely. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, but it is time to for us to get into the episode. Uh, we're gonna start off again. This is gonna be a recurring theme. We're gonna ask our guests in two sentences. Explain the episode in your own words. Uh, and we're going to start with Aiden. Okay, two sentences, right? Okay. Yes, mm -hmm. two sentences. <clears throat> C-3PO and R2 show up. Ion disruptors are bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Brian. Um... Got to make money to get some food. Uh, ion disruptors are bad, comma, and C3PO <laughs> sells you out every single time to the Empire. <laughs> Hello, uh, is this the Empire? Please, someone come get us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I... Uh, what a genius move that was. Those, oh, God, those two droids. I tell you what, it's it's so interesting to watch them use like it was so interesting to see them actually show up because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure this is like their first cameo, cameo besides the Clone Wars, obviously. Uh, I think this was the first time we saw them in any form of media after uh, Disney had bought them, correct? Am I am I correct in saying that? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, because it would have been 2014, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. it is yes. So that's the, that was their first introduction in, into animation during the Disney era. So it's it's interesting because it's like y you see them 
and it almost it, it almost takes you out of the episode a little bit because you're just like you're trying to learn these new characters and then right off the bat they give you two like the the two most common characters in all of Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Um but we're going to get into uh my section. Uh I'm going to talk about the story. Yeah, kind of sinister, kind of fun, but hey, we're going to talk about the story. I love how it was just you. I'm like, right what there. is this animation? I'm watching it on the YouTube window I have over here. <laughs> hey, it's just you. Hey, is this hey. like an alien movie about the start? What is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those that are listening, that is a, a new segment uh, intro, uh, courtesy of uh, Harith. Um, and we're going to be playing that every week. So uh, keep uh, keep your eyes out. I hope you're not sick of it. Yeah, yeah, because it's going to get – it's it's going to be used a lot. So in my segment, I am going to talk about the story and kind of uh, direct us through this episode. Um, so speaking of R2 and C-3PO, um, R2 and C-3PO are, are, are an important part of this episode. And as a whole, they are important to the entire saga. Um, my question is, do you think that they could have gotten away with using ordinary droids instead of R2 or R2 and C-3PO? Why or why not? I can go first. Um, for the most part, yes. Up until the point where they connect back to Bale mm-hmm. and are like, that's how Bale discovers this rebel cell. And then they get connected to everyone else. So like it does... For the main plot of the, the episode, no, they could have been any droids technically, um, but this helps kind of carry the story forward into the the whole you know arc of the whole show. Aiden, yeah, I have to agree with Brian. Kind of tying it back to the era that we're in, where it's like the early days of the rebellion and <clears throat> Bale and Mon Mothma and all those people are trying to figure out who's against the Empire, like these kind of rogue groups and whatnot that are willing to stand against the empire i think it's like starting to plant those seeds um that eventually lead to the you know further on into the show so i think it had to kind of be c-3po and r2 because it wouldn't have that same impact if it were just like some random droids Mm -hmm. that's fair i i I guess i was taking the the approach of like could they have gone introduced us to new droids and been like, "Hey, there! This is um, like 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 another chopper or something like that." Because they are, like I said before, they are introducing you to uh, to you're having you've only had two episodes of of these new characters, right? So to throw the wrench of R two and C three PO, I think is an interesting thing because it's like as the viewer, you want to try to connect with your new characters as much as much as you can but i think how dave and and carrie and all of the uh, all the folks on the animation side and in the storyboard a story group were able to connect r2 and c3po without taking away from those new characters is interesting um but yeah i i, I thought that was an interesting question because it, it it you do have to look at it from that kind of lens you know um, the other big thing for this episode is obviously Zeb. There's a lot of character development for Zeb because we learn 
a lot of his past trauma, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's seeing the disrupt disruptors, or 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 seeing the bow rifle, uh, it, it with Callus, and seeing all of that, seeing that trauma firsthand. Um, the the next big question that I have is is how do you think Zeb works through his struggles? Um, when 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 we because he even starts questioning Kanan in the beginning of the episode, he's like, "Why are we taking the? Why are we? What are we arms dealers again? Uh, because they got to figure out a way to to make money so that the the ghost doesn't go under, per se. Um, and when he does find that out, I, the other question is, I guess I I should ask is, do you think Kanan would have taken the job if he would have known that the disruptors would have been involved? What do you think? Um, I mean, I guess we're, are we assuming that he knew that Kanan knew that the T seven ion disruptors were what were used to kill the Lasats or he didn't know up until this point when, when I didn't. So the way I interpret it and I had to, I had to rewatch the episode again before I came up with this question, because originally I thought that he had no knowledge that, 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 that had happened to that. Yeah. But Harith, says it to Ezra. So if Hera knows, Kanan has to know, right? Mm-hmm. Probably then, yeah. You that know? No sense. And then you also look at the reaction that he has when he sees those disruptors as well. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's kind of at this point to where, I mean, in this point in the in the Rebels uh, uh, story, they're they're just trying to make ends meet and they're almost, they, they got to do what they can to to survive um but yeah I, it's trying not to derail your your the, the, the question but i just had to explain that i guess but, so are we going back to the you first asked us so about if he would have known trauma so, or, or yeah, about yeah. This. so about the uh the first question it's kind of a throw-in question okay um do you think kanan would have taken it knowing what zeb has gone through Probably not. I think Kanan is uh, understanding enough to realize, like maybe they shouldn't meddle with this, or at least they could have gone into the machine mission knowing they might just like destroy them to make sure that the Empire wouldn't get their hands on them. Um, but yeah, I don't think he would be as willing to like redistribute them to an arms dealer, who, who at which point when Bizago has them, like he doesn't know who he's selling them to. Um, for all we know, he could be selling them back to like a different part of the Empire who's buying them, you know, still in another shady manner. So because the Empire in this case was basically buying them from an arms dealer. Um, and so they don't know where those came from to begin with anyways. And what uh, what about you, Aiden? Yeah, I think um, ultimately Kanan wouldn't go along with it, kind of just <clears throat> understanding Zeb's relationship with those disruptors, it's kind of, I feel like it would be that shared loss of like Kanan, what happened to Kanan's family, like the Jedi, mm-hmm. and now they were completely wiped out. And now you have Zeb, who was wiped out by the same entity, the Empire, how the Empire basically um, took out his people as well. So I think he wouldn't ultimately go along with it. I think. Probably what he would do, like Brian was saying, was ultimately the weapons would be destroyed uh, before they could be given to someone else. Because I don't, Kanan definitely wouldn't agree with 
someone else besides the Empire being able to use those weapons for their own ends. No, yeah, definitely. Um, I just found it interesting, and I always wanted to ask that question because it is it does vague the question because of the way Kanan acts like he knows what the mission is. It's always a question of, like, does he really know? Because obviously he doesn't towards the end. He's like, he doesn't know what they're doing. He doesn't know what they're... Like, he's given very little detail. Well, I was under the impression that they just knew it was, like, prototypes for weapons. They didn't know what weapon it exactly was. They just knew it was Imperial prototypes that they were going to use for something. And then when they got there, they're like, oh, it's T7s. And then the way when Zeb reacts, Hera's like, oh, they're T7s. And then she puts it together. Like, that's always how I interpreted everything No, yeah. in the episode. Okay, that threw me off. Sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> like I was saying earlier, yeah, Zeb struggles a lot. Like, this is the most, like I was saying before, Zeb literally has the most character development in this episode because it is very much traumatic for him. Um, how do you think Zeb works through uh, his uh, the, his struggle towards the end of the episode with, with all the trauma and how it comes back in a way to, like, haunt him? Because we learn later on that that is a traumatic part in his, his, his story. How do I think he, like, uh, um, I don't, I wouldn't say he works through it well, cause he does kind of like go right after Callus and cause Callus is like trying to goad him into a, a fight. Cause Callus wants like a challenge mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, bragging how he's the one who gave the order for the T sevens to be used on Lasan, Um, and he wants like a showdown with with said because callus wants to show off that he's like the greatest fighter ever i don't know callus is kind of funny um <laughs> he's a terrible character at this point very clearly yeah. so where's alanis where's alanis? Say, no saving this man this man can never be redeemed i won't hear it <laughs> yeah i wonder if it happens in the show at all <laughs> i haven't watched that far what do you mean we're only on episode three <laughs> <laughs> No, Callus is very much uh, in his face. He likes to taunt Zeb about it during that fight, and mm-hmm. that's what gives Callus the upper hand in that fight, is mm-hmm. that Zeb allows his emotions to get the best of him, and if it weren't for Ezra, uh, Callus uh, would have finished the job. But, Aiden, your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, Zeb didn't really have time to react to what was going on around him in terms of like reflecting on um, like gathering all his thoughts and trying to convey his emotions on the matter to like the rest of the ghost crew and whatnot. And kind of ultimately he had to react to what was going on in the moment, especially when Kala shows up near the end of the episode and he kind of falls trapped to, uh, Callus's taunts and whatnot because he's just in this very emotional state where like these old demons have really risen to the surface because of what he's been seeing throughout the rest of the episode so based on that information I don't think he really could have worked through his problems and his kind of demons without more time because it was kind of like we're going here now and we're doing this and we have to deliver the weapons and we have to fight the empire. It's like, there wasn't enough time for him to step back and really try to work his problems out. No. Yeah. Uh, Char. 
Yeah, and that scene where Callus talks about how he eliminated the the Lasat and how Zeb just went absolutely ape shit at him. It was like you can tell that there was a lot of pent up anger in him and that he is going through this um this PTSD episode where he's remembering all of this past running through him, watching his his family, his friends, his people just perish by the by the seconds with these blasters that they're trying to uh, to move and ship and get money for. Um, but that fight uh, it has a lot of significant meaning because you have you have this uh, old wound coming back to try to tie the strings, but Zeb won't allow it. But at the same time, Zeb knows that he can't do it alone. He needs the you need he needs the the group in order to keep moving forward and defeat the people that took away his home so i think that zeb at this point owes ezra a lot of gratitude because in the last episode that we covered we see that zeb and ezra did not get along and that is mainly on zeb's part but i love how zeb um zeb was saved by ezra of all people yeah yeah and it, it like it almost goes into the next episode that we'll be talking about next week uh, I really wish we would have put this in into this in the last up ep- in this and no this episode in the next episode together, mm-hmm. um, because they do go really well together as a whole. But um, yeah, D- Harris, you got any thoughts? Nothing really outside of a chart. I'd be like, I-, I love how they basically built on what they did last episode. Why making Ezra save Zeb? I thought the character work with Zeb versus Callus. I thought that was really emotional. I was like, kind of like that emotional core because like. Overall, the episode's kind of very silly with like the C-3PO R2 stuff. Like, it's very lighthearted, and then you throw this very serious undertone of Callus and the Lasats and how he wiped them out. So, I thought that was a it was a very good balanced episode. No, yeah, definitely. Um, if we go to the chat, um, kind of catching up on stuff, uh, Kenny or Darthman eighty six says, uh, "Kanan is told what he what he needs to know." Hera was very loose about info so yeah kanan actually it's it's flipped kanan actually knew the information but wasn't told a told a ton uh hera was just along for the ride usually it is flipped usually hera gets all the missions and and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um that's 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 a that's that's something that needs to be brought up um and then he says by breeding the crap out of callus uh in this part of the story, Zeb is still trying to uh, trying to be strong, but can't do it alone. But he can't do it alone, which is true. Uh, when you find in the, it's so funny because in the first episode, Ezra is is not want to be not wanting to be part of the family. But as you go on through this first season, you have these individual arcs or, or episodes, and it's these characters that are building on and, and getting closer together as a family. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's very, very important for, for rebels as a whole, but char it is now your, it's segment. my time to shine. All right, cool. Gotcha. <clears throat> Hold on. We got a little surprise for you. Really? Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. 
Okay, so we are going to be diving into the lore of droids in distress. So today's lore will be about the weapons of Star Wars, just because of the fact that a lot of this episode had to deal with weapons and the fight between Zeb and Kane, uh, or Zeb and Callus, and the T-17 ion disruptors. So the lore of this episode is... So the, the, the episode deeply dives into the history of the T-7 Ion Disruptor and what it done to the Lasat people. A fun fact about this weapon is that you can use it in the 2015 Star Wars Battlefront video game as a regular pickup. And let me tell you, it does pack quite a punch. It's fun to use, but not in terms of uh, Zebarilius' case. There are hundreds of weapons from Star Wars, such as Han Solo's DL-44, the standard clone trooper DC-15, the Magna Guard Electrostaff, Finn's EL-16 HFE, or as some people like to say, the El Jefe, Jango Fett's Wester 34s, Chewbacca's Bowcaster, and obviously the famous Jedi lightsaber. We also see the bow rifle staff used by Agent Callus and Zeb in this episode, which is a hybrid of a blaster and an electrostaff that contains 11,000 volts of electricity when switched into melee configuration. The bow rifle staff also has three different variations, the AB-75 bow rifle, the CJ-9 bow rifle, and the J-19 bow rifle. So, the question for you guys today is, if you could create your own personal Star Wars weapon, what would it be? Like, for example, Ezra's first lightsaber is a hybrid between a blaster and a lightsaber. Make whatever weapon you'd like. Oh. Interesting. Come up with your mind and... Uh... Yeah, so I'll I'll go outlandish with it. Um, oh, here we go. You guys know those about. those big cannons uh, from Clone Wars that the clones use. Yes. Well, I would miniaturize that technology and just basically put it like shoulder mounted, like double decker, and then just. just do it that <laughs> so, so you're doing something like the 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 guy in 2003 Clone Wars. Oh, really? When That's he pulls thing? out, yeah. So in 2003 Clone Wars. Oh, when they put clone. up those attachments? Yeah, yeah, the attachment. He has the gun that's in the back, pulls it out, and it just, it has four, it has two, uh, uh, four guns, and it just goes, doosh, 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 doosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. much that, honestly. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I really liked it, because that, that is an interesting design. I personally do appreciate the blaster saber that Ezra builds because what's better than when you're like locked sabers with someone than just shooting them in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> they're never going to expect it. And their saber is already being utilized to block. Like they can't block that. They're screwed. Okay. It's like point blank range. It just blasts. Boom. Yeah. But yeah. well, what color lightsaber would it be? And like, what would it just be like a regular, like stun blaster? Or would it be like, no, no, see, it'd be straight up. Like, Blow them to bits. <laughs> Miniaturized T7 ion disruptor with a green blade. Just hits them. Vapor, blasts the whole so it's like back. this, but gone. it's like... Gone. gone. Just, they're just gone. Sorry. So it's like bye. a full rifle, but it also has like a lightsaber blade No, but it's like middle. somehow you, mini you know, miniaturize that a little bit. Maybe it's it's a little less powerful, but it doesn't matter because I'm shooting them from like, you know... Yeah, point blank. Six to twelve inches, and they're yeah. just... They're donezo. Because well, if I remember Bye. correctly, with Ezra Saber, you have to deactivate it, then you can shoot, but you have to reactivate it. That's lame. No, I don't want that. 
Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Two individual power sources, so you can use them both at the same time. It would just yes, disintegrate the person like a a, yes. a, a din jar and face pulse blaster. Yes, they would yeah. not be ready for that. They'd be <laughs> like, you'd be like, mm, and then just. <laughs> <laughs> no, Damn, yeah. we gotta get Kristen here to say no disintegrations. Damn, what are they gonna do? Like pull out another lightsaber and block your your blaster shot between yours? Like, no, they're done. It's over. Perfect weapon. Kenny said it's a, a six-shot repeating gun, really bulky, but feels and looks a badass. So he wants to be like an old western type of guy. He wants a Gatling gun with like the shoulder strap that you're like. <laughs> you're like <laughs> no, yeah. But isn't that essentially just the heavy weapon from Battlefront Two? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The Basically, rotary cannon. And yeah. I think that's even in 2003 Clone Wars Two. Doesn't one of them have like a yes, like a mm-hmm. low slung. Like yeah, it's them. down here. It, it's what the heavy yeah. uses in, uh, yeah, in the Battlefront Two game. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Harith, uh, what weapon would you uh, create for Star Wars? Damn, that, that's that's a a tricky one. Hmm. I would a weapon. God, I, it I, needs explosives. To... No, it's like a lightsaber with an RPG attached. Because <laughs> Harith just blows everything up. <laughs> No, what Brian said, exactly what Brian said, because that's how I am in Grand Theft Auto. Grenade launcher. Grenade launcher at Star Wars. With a blade. With a blade, yes. To start slashing and just deactivate and blow someone up. I was listening to them in Discord before, and I just hear Harris just like, okay, I'm just putting up more bombs. And and Chris is like, don't blow us up. He's like, he's like, don't worry. Like, and Chris is like, that's too close to us. Less bombs. (laughs) (laughs) So Harris, so Harris essentially, yeah, Harris is essentially the bombs guy from Atlantis. Yes, he's just like everything is like a demolition (laughs) job, demolition expert. Yeah, Yeah. demolition expert. Hair production, the Grand Theft Auto Online. (laughs) Um, I what would oh man, that's a good question, Char. Um. I would probably do uh, Kyber Crystal uh, DC-15. Oh. Uh, just have a Kyber Crystal. It, it would pack more of a punch. Um, it'd probably rip through uh, quite a bit. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, I love the aesthetic design of the DC-15. I just think it looks like a badass rifle. So adding a Kyber Crystal to it, I think, adds a little bit of a a little bit more of a punch um but what uh we'll, we'll go to the chat here in a little bit uh everybody that's in the chat uh let us know what your weapon of choice would be uh, so my weapon 
This oh, might God. surprise you. Oh, so Jesus. mine will be a double-bladed purple lightsaber that shoots out miniaturized seismic charges in the middle. Oh my God! <laughs> what? Yeah. How are you going? How? How? Explain how you're going to be able to do that. Okay. So you know how, like, so when you have a double-bladed lightsaber, you hold yes. the middle of it. Sometimes. So are you just gonna? Is... Are you just gonna open it and then does, kick? So, does so what you do? Wait, wait. Does yours fold or no fold? No, no fold. Okay, no fold. So would it be yeah, it would break the style? It, would it be Inquisitor style where you can fly in the air and then drop the seismic charges? Oh, like aerial bombardment <laughs> while you're flying away with your helicopter. No, ship. but I need some space for my seismic charges. Yes. And, you know, like if it if it's if it if it it's collapses, gonna be like a it's thick like, blade. It's gonna be like thick. Yeah, it's gonna be like a Lego thick. blade. Thick but with um, three C's. but so what I do is so when I hold the middle, I'll hold like the ends of it where there's like um buttons that you press in sync and then it just goes so does it shoot like a little seismic charge like yeah like, the bomb comes to... out or just shoots just the, like the wave out no it would shoot the bomb out okay it's direction way to go it, out. It, it would only blow weight. I don't know. Like, uh, I, don't that, 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 I have so many questions. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Like Char. it would make it would make more sense if you if you pulled it to pulled it apart, and then you like pushed it out. <laughs> like oh, a yeah, machine, straight up. That is the most. Out, and then it would pop out like a pez machine. It shoots out like yes. a mini grenade. <laughs> yes, and then you like grab it, and then you grab it like a grenade, and you just throw it. That but would be. Here's, here's my question. Sense. So you're gonna drop the seismic charge. Are you gonna start sprinting immediately because that thing's gonna help? Well, no, it's small. No, it has a lesser radius. Yeah. Okay. It'll cover like maybe like 15 feet. That's Char will, Char will just force push it at them because he's a Jedi. Right? Yeah, he's I'll be like, all right, hey, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna Kylo Ren freeze you, and then I'm gonna drop <laughs> this in your mouth, and then. Uh, <laughs> oh hi. my god. <laughs> Rated R Star was presented by Char Char J. Jesus, criminy. That's just. Well, here's a, here's a lower question for you, Jar. When I was rewatching, I was like, "Did I not notice piloting that craft, my good friend Rex, from Star Trek? Yes, because this is his first appearance, right? Because he then later shows up in in Book of Boba Fett as yeah. DJ Rex. But mm -hmm. is, is this the first time we see him on the screen in anything? Yes, we do. Okay. It isn't Rex. Exactly. It's the Rex type of droid. It is um yeah. in in um uh, to, pay or to pay homage to Rex. Yes. Yeah. So so technically this is the first time we see that kind of droid in the Star Wars media, so yeah, it's it's so funny to me that during the episode Minister Two is like, Hey, why why can't I keep my droids? I'm here on Imperial business, and then the Rex droid is like it's imperial. Yeah. Regulation. He's like, it's an imperial regulation. <laughs> he like moves his hand, and the visor comes down. And he, I'll dub you like, on that one. Sass, just the sass. <laughs> I was like, all right, Rex. All right. So, so what I know is that for Aiden's weapon, I guarantee that that mounted gun is definitely going to be the ADN sixty nine blaster. Why do you know the numbers of all these? No, things? no, no, it, no. I'm just making it up. It would be the oh, ADN sixty nine blaster. Oh, Aiden. ADN. Yeah. For Aiden and then 69. 69. Okay. So this is like why a not, real thing. I was like, wait, hold on a second. Why, why not ADN 69420? Just for the extra. Oh my god. Oh no, that's god. too many digits. That's too many digits. You don't want a you don't want a uh, a, uh, a trash phone. compactor number for a weapon. Am I right, Harith? Hey Brooke, how you doing? Oh my god. 
Hey, Every uh, fucking time. This is gonna be the rebel thing that just keeps coming back week after week. We're just gonna find how many digits was in the trash compactor name? Like twelve. Hey. Yeah, uh, far, far away factory. Far, far uh, factory. Go, uh, go support her stuff. Uh, if you want to go buy cool shit from her store, Marvel DC, uh, Marvel DC Star Wars. Uh, she's got everything. Uh, go check out her stuff at farfarawayfactory.com, at farfarawayfactory on Instagram. Uh, follow her on all the social medias at underscore b dazzler underscore. And go to her Etsy shop, Etsy shop, but really go to the uh, website, uh, gentlemen. Uh, don't look at. Oh, sorry. I said, don't. Oh, yep, I saw. Am I supposed to see something? Yeah. Here? Yes. So uh, Luke will be stepping off for a little bit. So uh, me and Harris will be taking control of the show for the time being. Uh, Luke may come back, but. Uh, We'll see where that goes. But Luke, uh, so without further ado, since my segment is done for the lore side, we go to Harith's segment, which is interconnectedness. In my experience, there's no such thing. All the clip. There's luck. I was about to say, I was about to say, how the hell is we're gonna roll the clip? And when he did. I guess yeah. Luke's just watching from the shadows. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I, I, guess he, I guess he's wanted to do that because it was like the grand opening of these new. Uh, um, I just uh, imagine it. He's like this, and he's just like click. <laughs> yeah, it was just the new intro, but I'm sure that uh, he wanted to do that for the uh, for the for the one time. But uh, Harith, go ahead and dive yeah. into the uh, the interconnectedness of Star Wars Rebels. This uh, the episode Droids in Stress. Yeah. Well, there's not that much going on this episode, so. As you guys already mentioned, uh, this is the first time we do see a fun nod to the ride Star Tours with Rex. Uh, so I got to ask you guys, like, what was your initial reaction to seeing a variation of the Rex droid in this episode? Oh, there's there's a childhood reminder, you know. <laughs> You're just like, ah, the motion sickness reminder. When you sit in the first row, because the first two rows are just fucking brutal on that ride. You're just like automatic motion sickness. You got to sit in the way in the third row to fucking survive that ride. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and it, I I really enjoy Wee. that he's in this episode. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's me on Star Tours. We. Oh yeah, when when Vader's force pulling you, you're just like. Whoa! <laughs> No, but I really love seeing Rex in this episode too because this is like the first time we see that kind of droid in a Star Wars uh, production. And after seeing it in the Book of Boba Fett and seeing it in the Halcyon Star Cruiser, and there's so many different places now where that type of droid is being presented. It's just so cool to see it for the first time in this particular show. So I think that was a very special moment, especially for people who have been on Star Tours before or in earlier years. So that's so it's a really cool moment. Oh yeah, for for sure. So like, again, I remember when I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's that's cool that they, they put that little nod in there. I also love how they got the original voice actor back for for Star Tours. Like the actor for Rex is actually the voice actor for that. I thought that was a little cool, little detail. Again, I don't know what the fuck your three interesting facts are going to be this week, but you you kind of hit it right there. But uh, I actually know the name, and there's actually more to it. So uh, you'll find oh, out soon. That's oh, actually wait, the first wait, fact. Wait, wait. So. Wait, Char, I you, you, said the, you said the past. You're like, oh, yo, Harold will never guess my three interesting facts going well, forward well, because well, I go well, so obscure. No, 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 no. No, you see, Harith, so 
the first one is not just about the droid it's about more about it. it's like okay. it, it dives way more into it it's not more just lore. that droid it, it dives in a little bit of uh the other droids that are on the ship so but so harith i give you uh 25 percent Hey, twenty five percent is better than fucking. Nothing. And you haven't gotten one in like what? Still in five months. Yeah, still, still failing. <laughs> still failing, Brady. Yeah. Hey, I make up for it by ma- producing Luke's content. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, moving along to again, like I think there's only really two points you could hit here. One is like actual interconnectedness, and then the other is like potential interconnectedness. Like, okay, I'm gonna explain this one away. So. Again, we get the really like the like in detail backstory from Zeb's point of view of him describing of how Agent Callus destroyed the Lasans. So I gotta ask you guys eventually, do you think we'll see this in a in a book, a comic, or maybe even animated TV show or live action? Because I think we're gonna see it eventually. In some media form. I don't know if we'll see like the destruction of Lasan, but like we definitely will probably go back there prior to like the genocide if that's what we're going to call it of the lasat people um because like it's you know everyone wants to see that like all we get really of the lasat is zeb just like once in a while talking about it but like it'd be really cool to like spend a little time and explore that world i don't know i mean bad batch could go there yeah they really could mm-hmm. there's and you know with dave filoni like helping head up that too like there's no reason they they shouldn't. So I like I feel like that's definitely a big possibility this season or next season at some point. Do we know what year that happens? Because it would have to happen. What could it happen ten years prior? Was how long has Cal's? This is more of an Atlantis question. Where the, like how long has Cal's been in the Imperial Navy? Um, I believe it's been around. Uh, I'd say a few years after Revenge of the Sith, maybe five years after Revenge of the Sith. That lines up with sure that exactly. bad season. That perfectly lines up with that bad season too. Or just I'm not about. sure exactly, but um, it's around that time. So if that's the case, also Agent Callus's helmet, really dumb looking. No offense. Yeah. That's, that's a typical ISB agent. It looks helmet. like a spaghetti uh, colander. Yeah, like literally a... just colander on his head. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like an idiot. That thing's okay. not going to protect your head from much, anyways. It's more like it's like if, if you need to make pasta in the field, then you're good, but. Well, it's that, it's like, it's like it's like the bowl to boil the water in, and then the colander under on top of it, so you can kind of. Right. String, it's like all in one device. It's like as seen. Like on you, you just you just take it apart, and then you can make pasta. Yes, exactly. There and then you go. have a bowl to eat it out of too. After you strain it, there you go. Right. It's, it's perfect. perfect. It's as useless as Damon Targaryen's helmet. In House of for the only Black. three payments of twenty four ninety nine, <laughs> plus oh, shipping and handling. Plus shipping. I just want to see Zeb in live action. Oh my god. I feel like the only time where we could see Zeb in live action is most likely Ahsoka. Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history. Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. But who knows? But if who we, knows? Yeah. I know. I, 
I know M thinks that we could possibly see a Lasan in Andor, and that's how they're going to test out how it's going to look, and then they bring Zeb into Ahsoka to see. Really, that there that's, could be a Lasan. Okay, that's her. Oh. That's her kind of one of her theories that she has. But I hope, I hope it looks good, and I don't have to listen to everyone complaining about another animation yeah, character right. not looking. Oh, good even if it looks, um, even if it looks amazing, you know people I are going to bitch no matter what. It just, it's just, it just comes with the territory. That's at this just point. how fandom works, I guess. But, nowadays, but, like the thing with the Lasat is because like it's based on like the, um, the concept art for Chewbacca, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. it was a really terrible looking thing to be. Yeah. <laughs> so like, even in live action, like he's part skin, part fur, like. I don't know, like how do you like what is looking good in that case? Like I don't know, I don't know what anyone really expects it to look like. So yeah, well, I mean, be... I mean, Brooks said uh, just make it look like Gerald to Paul. True. Essentially, I mean, yeah. he does look like really good in live action. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the closest thing we get to a live action Lasat is Gerald to Paul because I mean, Zeb is animation while Gerald uh, to Paul is next to a motion captured human, but like that's like probably the best way you could picture a live action Lasat. Sure. So yeah. Yes. I was going to say if, if we ever do get Zeb in live action, do you think they would actually bring Steve Blum back because I would assume they have to because yeah. like, he's been the character for so long like there's no reason to replace him unless you have to. I mean, if if they brought Corey Burton back for uh Cad Bane, then I I definitely say they would bring Steve Blum back for Zeb, you know, cuz he is that character kind of Oh, like, Garabast. Yeah, right. I'd love to hear that again. <laughs> okay, if you want something though for lore that has nothing to do with Star Wars and interconnecting this to other things, every time I hear Minister Tua talk, the only voice I can hear is something else also done by the voice actor is Phil and Lil from Rugrats because it's the <laughs> same voice. I also hate that character. I hate Minister Tua. She's like the worst. When she finally, well, spoiler alert, when she meets her end later, I'm like, bye. I also also love the line of like when Sabine's sitting behind her and she's like, oh, I can translate it for because that was a five star Imperial Academy recruit. Oh, you're a five star just like me? Come over and translate. It's just like, fuck you. I remember when I was in my fifth level at the Imperial Academy. Oh, memories back when I was learning to become a fascist. (laughs) (laughs) I learned how to take over fucking Lothal and dominate that. No Carl Urban, no other answer is needed. Oh, I love Carl Urban. I imagine Carl Urban in Star Wars. I wonder who he would play. If you say Zeb, I'm, I may break. <laughs> that's what that's what Kenny's talking about, right? Like that's what he wants. Imagine, imagine Zeb just saying that was diabolical. I need bail. Going to yelling the c word the whole time. <laughs> I was about to say it. Like, like, I, I almost broke through. It's gonna say, it, and I was like, I'm not gonna say. I shouldn't do that. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. it. I'm not doing. I'm not it. Chase. I'm not Chase said it like three times on that episode. Yeah, the only way we're gonna have anyone say that is Bale because I guess that it's a you know, but either way, Zap is collared. <laughs> Conspiracy Cantina, what's going on, dude? What's going on? I don't know if it's X Core or um, DePaul, but I'm, hey, man, I'm it's DePaul. It's because X Core was already here. Yeah, unless unless, unless X Core. So presuming that is DePaul, hope you're doing. Hope you're having a great night, DePaul. It's good to see you here. Um, but Harris, do you have any more to add? No, that's, that's that's it for my segment of interconnectedness. All right. So that is the end of this episode. So before we end, obviously, we have my segment, which is the three interesting facts about this episode. Harith, you kind of touched a little bit on the first fact, but that's about it. All right. So we're going to dive in in three, two, one. 
Three interesting facts about a certain Rebels arc that you didn't know about until now. Part two, droids in distress edition. Fact one, droids, droids, and more droids. Paul Rubens, known to many as Pee Wee Herman, provides the voice of the XR-24 pilot droid, a nod to his famous role as Rex, the original Star Tours pilot. Lurking in the back of the Star Commander shuttle is a Lothal protocol droid, which was based on early Ralph McQuarrie art of C-3PO. Fittingly, this droid and C-3PO share a frame with R2-D2 and Chopper, which Chopper was also the concept art for R2-D2. Fact 2. The Secrecy of Imperial Schemes The fact that the Empire has to surreptitiously acquire ion disruptors that were banned by the Senate is indicative of the era. In Episode 4, the Empire was careful in its capture of Princess Leia for fear of drawing the Senate's attention. Fact 3. An homage to Princess Leia. The final shot of Bail Organa inserting a data card in R2-D2 is framed in a way that calls back to the shot of Princess Leia inserting the Death Star plans into R2-D2 in A New Hope. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about droids in distress. Nice. Every time you do the three interesting facts, I cannot stop thinking back to the April Fool's video I did. Oh my god, that was hilarious. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, I just recreated your first video word yeah, for Yeah, you word. literally did that. But it sounded so weird. You were like, please listen facts. This is, non, this is a non-canon source. I'm like, oh, wow. I just like the way you started. You were like, and then you're like, three interesting facts. And like, it was like just watching one of your TikToks, like straight up right now live. And that, that's exactly what I do <laughs> in my videos. I had Exactly. To, you had to set the mood. Uh, I had to time it. I had to, you know, because yep. like, three, you know. Three, two, one. Three interesting facts. Yeah, you just like breathe in. You're like three interesting facts you didn't know about. I I didn't know that one about C3PO, and I I do know the one about Chopper and and R2. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, that's that's the whole point of my segment is the more you know, and it's I love doing that for you guys. So, well, before we wrap this up, we are obviously going to go over the ranks of this episode. So Luke didn't change the graphic. He had one job. No, he didn't. Did he change the graphic, or did I just choose the wrong one? Did you choose the wrong one, or did he change what's, it? What's no, I think this. No, I think this is the same one. What because it was supposed to be the imperial rank, so they changed it to the. Uh, uh, no, this is that's the only banner I see. So I can I can read off the imperial ranks for you guys. Okay, go ahead. So instead of you know the Jedi ranks, because you it's now it would be instead of Youngie to be ensign, instead of Padawan to be lieutenant. Instead of Jedi Knight, it would be Captain. Instead of Jedi Master, it'd be Admiral, and then Jedi or Grandmaster would be Grand Admiral. So there's that new version of it. I would probably go with what was the third one for good? Captain. Captain. I said go with Captain. It's a solid episode. It's got some nostalgia because you bring back Bale and R two D two and C three PO, and it's I like the kind of like exposition of like some of Zeb's background and stuff like that. Nothing too crazy, pretty solid all around, but like, you know, nothing like super wow kind of factor to this episode. I, not to me at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Aiden. Yeah. I, I give this one a captain as well. Um, especially for the stuff that uh, we learned about Zeb during this episode and kind of playing those seeds to how uh, the crew will eventually uh, be a part of the greater rebel alliance and all kind of that sort of stuff and kind of imperial politics during this time as well is interesting to see. So this episode gets a captain ranking for me. Awesome. Harith? 
I would have to agree with the group. I would say captain. Maybe on the captain on the verge of becoming an admiral. Yeah. But it's a good episode. Yeah, I uh, I also agree. I think this one is a captain just because we finally get into a backstory about Zeb and that this is the first time we are we get introduced to Ezra's force power and the uh, the beginning of his Jedi training with Kanan. I love mm-hmm. how Kanan says that it's going to be his formal Jedi training, but how uh, <laughs> is there such thing as a formal Jedi training? I feel like they're just Jedi training, but it's like, I don't know if you have to wear a suit and tie or whatever. Well, but uh, uh, I really it, enjoyed the concept that was in this, just showing uh, the ruthlessness and the secrecy of what the Empire is doing behind the Senate. Because at this point in time, the Senate is a very big part of the the Empire, and you're going to see this a lot in Andor. And, but in A New Hope, we learn that the Senate has no control over the Empire. So, yeah, I give this one to Captain. Here are three about to say something. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, if I was going to describe the episode two sentences, I would have said whiny spe- space teenager wants Jedi training plus something happens with Zeb and Kallus. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I, I, I didn't explain it, but I, I was going to say um, um, Zeb has PTSD L guns. <laughs> exactly. That, that's essentially what I would say. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be the end of the episode. Um, so let Let's go in here. Uh, Kenny said Lieutenant, and uh, Ven said Skywalker. Uh, said Skywalker. Uh, Ven said Ed, Captain Ed Skywalker. What is what is that on the Imperial ranking? Sorry, Joe. Like... Sorry, I. I mean, hey, Joe, if you want your name to be one of the rankings, uh, be uh, <laughs> be my guest. Um, but that is the end of the episode. Um, before we leave, uh, let's go ahead and go around the table and see where we can find you guys. Uh, Brian, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Instagram. TikTok and Twitter, mostly active on uh, Twitter, I think at Gingerbeard Man. All right, Aiden? Find me on TikTok. Just put my username in the search function. You'll find me. <laughs> in the search function. You can find him at the ATST show. Yeah, sure. the ATST show. Hopefully, new episodes will come out. I don't know. We'll, I don't no, yeah. kind of of your show <laughs> Who's gonna make new TikToks first, Aiden or me? We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I say, I don't know, Brian. Your 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 camera's looking real good. I gotta this say is, that this is an iPhone as a webcam. What? Yeah, the new version of macOS. You can use your iPhone as a webcam on a Mac. What? It's Yo, pretty it's, sharp. It's pretty yeah, good. It's nice. Very nice. Um, Harith, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Harith Productions on TikTok. Instagram, Hairf underscore edits on Twitter, and if you could find me here at the Pod One Podcast. All right, and uh, Luke. Oh wait, whatever. <laughs> hey, good people, you can find me on TikTok at Char Char J, and you can find me on there at the same handle on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me at the Pod One's Podcast every Thursday as we cover our Star Wars Rebels We Watch rewatch next week we'll, we'll be covering episode four, which I don't know <laughs> what the title is. Hairf, do you know what the title of that next episode is going to be? It's I don't remember the I don't remember the episode title. It's just the one with Zeb and Ezra where they go in a TIE fighter. Oh, it is fight or flight. Fight or flight. That's when next episode's gonna be covered. And you can find me every Sunday on the House of the Dragon watch along. And you will never find me on any of those because I'm recording all of them. 
<laughs> I'm in the background in the shadows like Luke is right now, controlling everything. Rings of power, rings of power tonight, everyone. Yeah. Hey, Luke, Woo! where can the good people find you on uh, the social medias? Uh, at the Pod Ones Podcast on TikTok, uh, at the Pod Ones Pod on Instagram, and at Pod Ones Podcast on Twitter. Um, I just want to show Char one more thing. What was that? Three interesting facts about a certain Rebels arc that you didn't know about until now. I know I was there. Was I? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> okay. No, 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 I have to go over the three interesting facts again. All right, three interesting facts. <laughs> <but a> certain... <laughs> no, oh no, my god! No, 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 we're done. Anyway, we're done. all right. Um, thank you guys for all watching. Um, if you haven't already, or if you have not, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. I would really appreciate that. And if you leave a like on this show, and just stay tuned for more content coming up in the next few weeks because we have a lot of stuff that we're going to be producing. And when Andor comes out. And ain't gonna stop there. So yep, absolutely. Go go check out the Rings of Power reactions because hey, if you if you want something to do before the new episode drops, go watch the reactions of them. Also, go watch the House of Dragon stuff. It's, they're both great. Yep. Sildor, 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 Numenor, Numenor, Numenor. What is Numenor doing? Numenor, 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 Numenor. That's gonna be it for this one. Uh, for light and for life. We are all the Republic. And may the, and may the be with you. Be with you. Always. Always. Bye, bye. See you guys. Everyone. Good God. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kids' tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, The last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.